Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome back, welcome back. We are live from Full Service Radio at the Lion Hotel in D.C. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I'm your host, Geronimo Knows, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, and reformed blogger turned full-time interviewer. And as always, I got my co-host, super engineer, Backpack Matt. Hey, good afternoon, man. That was, very, up, that was very proper. Yeah, you know, I'm tired <laughs> of saying, what up, what up? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, trying to show growth. Okay, okay, all right. Elevation. That's fine. I'll say what up, what up for you. <laughs> I'll tell people where they can find us. Hey, man, you already found us if you're hearing this, so just make sure you rate, comment, and subscribe, and spread the message. Share the podcast with somebody else who you know might appreciate it, man. You know, it's been crazy. We've been getting a lot of feedback randomly in the streets. People shooting me DMs, you know, putting two and two together, not realizing that. You know, they met Geronimo on the streets at an event and that he does all the fly kids. Or they met me at, you know, uh, Awesome Con this weekend and they love the show. So, you know, make sure as fans of the show and supporters of the show that you show more support and share the word. Absolutely. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and Stitcher. And we're live here every Monday at 1 p.m. on FullServiceRadio.org. And you can always catch the show later in the, in the day if you can't make it uh, online at one o'clock. Um, but. Here we are, um, and if you haven't caught also episode of our lifestyle travel web series, Cool, Calm, Connected, head over to alltheflykids.com right now to see episodes one through five, dropping another episode on Wednesday, um, so also subscribe to the All The Fly Kids YouTube page so you don't miss out. Um, I think we're going to just go ahead and get right into it. So today- Hold up, hold up. Was, was there a recent episode that you released since the last episode? Oh yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, um, <laughs> So the most recent episode I put out was the episode um, where I featured um, the executive director of the Congress Heights Arts and Culture Center, Miss uh, Kiana Jones Lindsay. She's doing phenomenal work down there in Ward 8 in the Congress Heights neighborhood and just really making a way and a, and a place that um, black creatives in D.C. and specifically Southeast um, have a place where they can show their work, where people could come learn the learn the um the business of art. You know what I mean. Also get help with a lot of legal services, things like that, a lot of health and wellness programs and social events. A lot of dope stuff happening over there. So check that episode out. And um, shout out to super videographer Ryan Gordon for the footage. <laughs> yes, so, yes. You know, I know you're gonna don't, be listening to this. Don't episode, don't don't so. kill me, Ryan. Don't kill me. My fault. My fault. Um. <laughs> all right. So. All the Fly Kids is a lifestyle brand was started in 2013 to create social environments you'd rarely find in D.C. Um, when I started it in 2013, I also wanted to use the brand to redefine Fly and just big up more culture creators who weren't getting proper recognition for the hustle, which got them through their pitfalls and comebacks to become names worth mentioning. So I got to also say that I'm blessed to have many people who fit this mold as friends. So today's guest is definitely a friend of mine. It's not only a friend, but someone I often go to whenever I'm ready to build something new. Um, if you ask him what he's done, he'll probably just say, I've done a lot. 
you know, because he's a he's a, a a man of few words unless he really likes you. <laughs> so um, I give you a little bit of what he's done recently, though. He's marketing and management for artists such as Kilo Leticia, Mr. Selector, and El Cousteau brand and brand consultant and event production for companies such as Under Armour, the Chicago-based Persevere, and the communal marketplace Maketo, located in Northeast D.C. And some silent partnerships on campaigns you probably know. Uh, I can say he's done pretty good with living up to his personal mantra or create the environment you want to exist in. So, family, I'd like to introduce Mr. Charles Keys III to All the Fly Kids Show. Hey. Oh, by the way, it's episode 68. <laughs> Talk that shit. We're we getting closer and closer to 100. This Keys opens, it's coming. It's Keys coming open year. doors episode. So, I call him Chuck, though. Is it, is it cool if I refer to you as Chuck? Absolutely. Okay, Absolutely. Chuck, how you feeling today, man? I'm well. How are you all? Good, good, good. Beautiful. Great, great. We also also hear from a, a, another gentleman in the room today, Mr. Ainsworth Neal. You want to go ahead and just, you know, shout yourself out, man? You know, another, another branding <laughs> aficionado. What's going on, man? How's everybody doing? Y'all people so modest. <laughs> yeah, I got to warm up. I got to warm up. He in the background, so like I can say, if you, if, you hear, if you hear a fourth voice, no, a fifth voice, I'm sorry, because we got Jack Ensley. Always on the board. Shout out to Jack. So if you hear a fifth voice today, that's that's Ains, um, that's you know, good. sharing some insight as well. So, um, yeah. So Chuck, how you feeling? I'm well. I'm well. Good, good, good. We're gonna get you to talk a little bit more than that. Oh, I got you. I'm just <laughs> ready. You know. It's- All right. So we're introducing a new segment today called Twitter Hits. Mm. Matt's kind of excited about this because he likes go Twitter. Go on, go on. He likes Listen. Twitter. I'm the Twitter curmudgeon, okay? so it's all good. We balance each other out. You be on IG more than me. So. Hey, man, that's my shit, man. I love IG. <laughs> but um, all right, so we're going to run it down. Um, just a few topics that um, were popping in, on Twitter th- over the past week. So um, what's number one? Hey, man, shout out to uh, your, your former stomping grounds, Howard University. <laughs> Mr. Tyrone Hankerson. Ran off on the financial aid, so I'm serious. <laughs> Allegedly. So, you know, there's been an article to Hilltop, and there was a Medium post prior to that, that, you know, anonymous post saying that Tyrone Hakerson, along with six other Howard University um, uh, student workers and workers in the financial aid office, were able to um, upwards of $1 million take from the university in terms of financial aid grants, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily federal government aid, but all the other stuff that's involved in that that bowl mm-hmm. um allegedly right you know so and then um you know tyrone to defend himself well first off twitter went crazy and the memes are hilarious we'll have to post those again on our ig page and a story or something like that but just to recap you know twitter went crazy as usual and then he was on roland martin jr's tv show on tv one and you know did it on facebook live actually and, and defended himself and had mm-hmm. his lawyer there mm-hmm. so it was interesting you know i, I keep an open mind you know because you know people were uh, misreporting that he was involved with those six people who had gotten fired and he actually wasn't a part of that those six people mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll see as time progresses I know Twitter doesn't care because it's a 24 hour cycle it's shorter than that but you know we'll like to see if he gets vindicated or not so. man he got a scammer name Tyrone uh, Hankerson and he's from Atlanta and he's from Atlanta so let me ask you this so where did he get the 400k from it was like yeah, it was like four. So allegedly, Tyrone is is accountable for four hundred thirty seven thousand of that missing one million. So over forty percent. Uh, when he was asked directly about those questions, he denied it. Of course, his lawyer stepped in and did a bunch of lawyer talk, right? You know, but I do think it's interesting that you know the the one photo that's really circulating is him in front of the, the black Range Rover. 
and you know he he was he, he could oh, I thought it was the one where he was floating well yeah that one too <laughs> where man. you have to get the like almost man? half a million dollars so the that you can man? be pictured just floating on the air yeah that shit was <laughs> ill but yeah in front of range he was stunned for the gram he was like yo you know what I'm saying it was it was it was uh I think it was like homecoming and it was black range outside so he just stunned in front of it so man just be careful don't 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 compare yourself to what you see on the gram and on Twitter man that Let's shit is stunning. not real so you're telling me he was stunning for the gram that's what the man legs. look he Bruh, is he is, is the, he's the black Frank Abagnale Jr. Tyrone Henderson <laughs> committed the worst sin possible yeah. against his own people. Yes. Hey, but do we blame yeah. ourselves? Because apparently he was at Busboys like yesterday, just chilling. No, <laughs> the difference is we have to talk to these people and we have to really hold them accountable. That's yes. where the problems come in. See, we're laughing about it, but at the end of the day, he took 400 bands, meaning how many kids couldn't go to school? Allegedly, yes. You know? but yes. Allegedly, yeah. we know the kids that can't get into Howard because they don't have student aid. They can't I know even. 20. At like, least just for like two thousand. I know. So. <laughs> I know the A building struggle at Howard University from back in two thousand. I'm sure it hasn't changed, and I'm not even surprised that this has taken place. And it's a shame that it ca- it got to this point. Well, see, I can't. You can't even. I can blame him if he actually did the actions. But before I can blame him, I got to blame the administration and the university. Okay, so let's go even yeah. further. We need to blame the president. Facts. And then we need to go down because maybe Tyrone knew how to finesse the situation and right. he put everybody else on. Right, or somebody but, put him on. But just, either way, they're all guilty. Yeah. When you're doing that to people trying to go to school and educate themselves, that's a complete sin. Absolutely. To me, it's no way around it. That's one of the worst crimes you could ever do. And the difference is, I understand how sometimes people want to cheat. I'm all creative over corporation. Mm-hmm. So I understand when sometimes you want to get over on the corporation, but you got over on your own people. Yes. Next topic, please. Don't give him no more time. All please. right. So, <laughs> Virgil Abloh became menswear director at Louis Vuitton, which a lot of people were talking about for at least a whole five days. Um, I was happy to see that. You know, I think it's a good time for um, for black people in fashion. Um, you know, definitely uh, Dapper Dan got his just due um, a few months back. And so now we see Virgil, who's definitely been making a lot of waves in fashion on many different levels um, for many years. So, um I don't know how much y'all have been following that. Power moves, man. That's what, what do y'all think? The real question is, does he need them? Yeah, talk to somebody. Yeah, the real question is, does he need them or do he need them? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, no. Nah, I mean, I mean, just I mean, it's the same thing with Dapper Dan. Like Gucci, and and I'll say this, I'll put this out that Gucci needs him more than he necessarily needs. I mean, aside from just like that financial backing. You know what I mean? To, to, to put out his, his, his work that Gucci can provide. But clearly, there's, there's more than just right and wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that creative juice. And so just like the work, the, 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 just the buildup that Virgil's been putting up with just like hits and hits and hits and hits. You know what I mean? Over the years, most certainly, I think Louis Vuitton needs Virgil Abloh. You know, because he could still function. He was going to function regardless whether he, got, he was menswear director or not. You know what I mean? You know what I equated to? Like, and I understand, like, entrepreneurship. This is, like, a week after 2 Chains is announced that he owns all of his masters and you have a brand as hot as Off-White and, mm-hmm. and the work that he's put in for, for years. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's like the, the Oscars or, you know, that actor who's been, like, grinding their ass off mm-hmm. for so long and they want to make that one film that can get them that Oscar just so that they can have that accolade and leverage that for more. I don't know the design industry that well, I'll be honest. But from a business perspective, I can kind of try and understand it. Mm. I get it. But when you're playing the game and you're in the game, 
all of this is bullshit if you really want to be honest it's like you raped dapper dan for 20 some odd years mm -hmm. and then you want to give him credit now mm -hmm. after you made you basically had him where he couldn't eat yeah for 20 some odd years and now you want to decide to give him something because if you really want to be honest black culture that's the end thing now mm -hmm. we're a billion dollar corporation so at the end of the day you need dapper dan you're giving him a 10 percent of what you owe him it's not cool. Even with Louis. Louis needs Virgil right now. It's the end thing to hang with Virgil. But is he really going to be able to creatively do some things? Mm -hmm. That's when you have to really get into it. See, a lot of times with us, we're so happy with the initial statement. Yes. Oh, he's this. He's it's the first a, such and such. It's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of titles that are bullshit. Excuse my language, but we're going to keep it all the way 100 no, today. No, so please, it's yeah. one of those things where for me... I'm happy for him because I get it. That's something you can put on your resume. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things that I have that I put on my resume. And then it's a lot of things that I can't because it was stolen from me. Mm -hmm. So I get it when you're looking at things creatively. For me, being a creative and you're working in that field, so many things people take because the corporation knows they have more than you. So no matter how much Louis, Louis it's kind of like this. I'm going to give you this newspaper ad. You're on the blogs. But at the end of the day, it's four or five other people really pushing those buttons over at Louis, over at Gucci. Mm -hmm. You're the face of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Now, am I happy for my people? Because I want other kids to see we can do different things. But the goal is what kind of change can he make with those things? You know, what? it kind of makes me think of the, the, the debate about staying indie or signing with the major. Mm -hmm. Right. Like and mm -hmm. a lot of the things that you said kind of echo that sentiment in regards to like being indie. Well, you talk about music, right? Yeah. Just in yeah. terms of music. Just so like, you know, uh, why don't you continue to maintain like the majority of your earnings and your revenue? Mm -hmm. and so, you know, for every dollar that you gain back, you get like 90 to 100 percent of that revenue. But mm -hmm. on the flip side to that, as an indie, you also have to manage all the other bullshit that people don't glorify and see. But when you go to the majors, you know what I'm saying, they're supposed to be able to, quote unquote, support that extra infrastructure and allow you the creative space to go ahead and do the things that you, that you need to do. Now, there's a trade off and people have been jerked for centuries about we that. We are paid a percentage to be whored off. That's keep, really keep what it on. is. It's kind of like it's the equivalent of a prostitute and the pimp. The pimp literally has that block and he has 10 blocks. So instead of you being on your one block as an independent, that prostitute, now that pimp gave you 10 blocks. Right. So now you can make more money. But at the end of the day, you're getting less money because you have to give him more just to function on those 10 blocks. Oh, I mean, I'm we, where this is going. you know, so it's one of those things where if we really want to be honest and talk about different things that's going on, am I happy? I'm happy for everybody. I'm happy for my people to accomplish anything. But the goal is stop giving us pennies. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, ab yeah. Absolutely. I'm interested to see what that contract and, and what and, and we'll that entails. We'll never really see it. About. And that's what I mean. Because at the end of the day, look at it like this. We're thankful. Mm -hmm. We're always thankful. We need our just due. The days of us being thankful is 2018. Us being thankful just with your show right now. Your show is amazing. If Thank someone you. comes in, you don't want them to take the integrity away from the show. Right. We're going to get into that too. But that's what I mean. It's like. Well, let, let's end. Let's end Twitter hits on nah, on yeah, a high note. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Air Max Day. Let's yeah, talk Air about days. Day. So we still we, happy, we, happy we talk about we talk about fashion. So. Happy belated okay. Air Max Day. You know uh, everybody went crazy for the Air Max ninety seven Sean Witherspoons. Once again, I didn't get any. I didn't bid for any. But since I have like three, at least three people, I think Jack is a bigger sneakerhead than myself as well. What do y'all think about it? You know what is you know? Do you put a lot of weight behind Air Max Day? Is Air Max a shoe that you really respect? Like. Um, I have the shoes. His shoe. Talk that. Can we get a... You yeah. know, I have his shoes. I think it's a very dope shoe. 
Um, I think creatively, I like Sean Witherspoon for just what he believes in and stands for. Mm -hmm. So he made a shoe creatively that fit his personality. Yeah. So that's what I'll give him credit for. Anytime, it doesn't matter race, color, or creed. If you're creative and you make something that actually means something to you, I'm going to always celebrate that. So for that, we got to clap it up for Sean Woods. That's what's up. Shout out to Sean Woods. Well, I, I, I know for me with the shoe, like, I'm not a huge sneakerhead, and most of the shoes I like aren't even popular, you know. But um, what I saw is I thought it was just dope how he was able to blend two different silhouettes mm -hmm. and it didn't look like just pure trash you know what i mean um it still added some some cool colorways to it you know and then you know if you fly enough you could definitely pair it up with an ensemble that really that really hits you know yeah. what i mean um so those are my real just my thoughts you know about about the shoe honestly for me man last week was a burst so i didn't really look what was going on <laughs> 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 All right, well, look, look, look up the Air Max 97 ones. Oh I, 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 I saw everybody complain about, oh, man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I did see those on, like, passing, man. I'm in work mode, so, you know. <laughs> you got to respect that. You know yeah, like that. that. Like Jay growing his hair out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now with it. Like, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong I, My head that. is down. I'm not really concerned about a lot of stuff like right. that, so it's just like. Oh, we we I, all been there, man. Yeah. We've all been there. That's what's up. All right, let's jump into this interview. Um, Well, conversation, rather. That's what um, went very well, by the way. Go ahead. Um, All right, so my first question to you, Chuck, is just when was the moment that you knew being a creative entrepreneur was the route you needed to take? Because you... Did the whole college thing, you know, and all of that. You could have went and got an office gig and things like that. Um, when I realized that working for people was never going to be my thing. Mm -hmm. I realized when you work for somebody, they literally own all your ideas. So no matter how creative you are, once you give them that idea or you have, oh, I think we should do this. Oh, that's great. It's theirs. So then I started realizing, let me sacrifice some things. So let me like, okay, I love the shop. Maybe I need to slow down. Maybe I need to start saving more. Mm -hmm. I think we all get caught up in a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. I don't. Re I don't really like jobs. I rather something that I love. And I think if you love it creatively, you can do whatever you want to do. Because when I met you, we both were in yeah. Yeah. the grind at the right. fruit stand. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I know what I had learned of you up to that point. You had already did mm -hmm. some things. You know, what mm -hmm. I mean, you've done events. You've worked mm -hmm. with. You had already did artist management, mm -hmm. but you were still kind of caught in that nine to five mode not giving it your all you know what i mean yeah absolutely so how long after that did you decide like how many years after that so this is what happened the first probably from 22 to probably 29 mm -hmm. i was 30 percent in mm -hmm. but i was doing great to be 30 percent in mm -hmm. so i thought it was great and then every year i kept realizing why can't i do more like and everyone else thinks i'm doing great but you always have to, you know, grade yourself on a totally different scale than anybody else. Right. So at that point, I'm looking at it like I'm working jobs and I don't like the people I work with. If you know me, I really don't want to talk all day to you. You feel like it's you a know, waste of time. I just feel like it's a drain. Waste so then time, yeah. what really hit me is when, okay, I'm working somewhere, G knows where. And literally, no matter what I do, they keep giving me the same review score. Mm -hmm. They're like, you're great, but you're this, but. So then someone told me at the job. We've invested too much money into you to let you go. When they told me that, I said, this slavery? Like, in my <laughs> head. So for eight months, I saved my money. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't talk about it. I kept my head down, and I just minded my business. And I was still working with artists. I was still doing different things. But in my head, the goal was I need to get away from this place. Mm -hmm. 
And then I just finally left and never looked back. Word. Okay. So I'm going to go to some of the things that you put on IG, like your keys. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So one of the most recent ones you put up was uh, is kind of important to what you've been, we've been talking about. In business advice, in, hold on, let me just over. In business, advice isn't free. It's called consultation. So just talking about the slavery aspects and having to devote a huge chunk of your time to something that you're not really invested in, you know, you know, in terms of fulfillment and those opportunity costs, what role does consultation play? Because it's kind of like a, a middle ground, right? Because you're you still have that, that freedom, but at the same time, you're working towards somebody else's dream. I think it's real. It's just for me, that's how I eat. So a lot of people come to me day to day asking me a million questions. If you're a kid, I'm probably giving you all the information for free. But what I realized being younger, some of those same people, I'm not going to name names, take my ideas and run with it. Mm -hmm. And it's all, oh, what would you do in this? And you know, I'm thinking of it as like a friend. Mm -hmm. It's not friends, it's business. So at the end of the day, when we're talking about business, we're going to function as a business. And if I, I hate to say this, if I was a white American and I came to you and said you had to pay a consultation fee, Nine times out of ten, people would pay me easy. My people always say, Chuck, come on, you're my friend, you're my homie, you're this. Chuck, we want to hit you with the homie price. Yeah, it's no <laughs> homie price because at the end of the day, this is how I eat and function. If you, res- if you, if you respect me enough for my brain, why should I give it to you for free? Mm-hmm. That's all. That's okay. right. Okay, well, I know one of the things you and I have in common is just being able to easily communicate with mm-hmm. people who just fall along mm-hmm. any point between what I say, blight. Mm-hmm. And amenities, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, this goes beyond code switching mm-hmm. and paycheck English, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. So it's actually more about education and having proper representation mm-hmm. so people can't jack mm-hmm. our ideas since we were just talking about people mm-hmm. coming to you for exactly. help. And then next thing you know, they take it and run with it. How do you maintain a fair, equitable connection between the community and corporations since you function on both sides? Wow. I'm going to be honest with you. I work with a lot of corporations, but it's really creative over corporations. So for me, the goal is generally... They want to figure out how can we bridge the gap with bridge, bridge the gap with a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. So they'll come up. They're like, "What ideas do you have so we can maybe reach, let's say, target demographic of 15 to 25 year olds, usually being from black communities, usually being from poor black communities." So my goal is, if you want me to give you game because you don't want to come and talk to these kids and understand where they are or where they're from, that's cool. But on the other end, what are we going to do to balance it out? So I'm all about give backs. If you spend 30000 on something, why don't we donate 5000 pairs of shoes? Why don't we do this? Let's do something for the community. I'm all about trying to balance the bullshit, per se. Mm-hmm. So the goal is, a lot of times, I take less money to make sure it's balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of, you, you really emphasize creatives. Mm-hmm. And another thing that you posted, it says, pay attention to those who are open to partnerships. Creatives. Your ideas are just as important as one's equity. I'd rather work with you than for you. Let's build together. So why do you, uh, I would say put your faith in, but why do you have a lot more faith in creatives? Is it the purity of the concept of the idea and the drive behind it? What is it about? You know what it is? Being a creative, really, I'm just all for the underdog. At the end of the day, people out here, I know so many people that should be millionaires by now. Mm -hmm. 
mm. but literally they don't have the infrastructure. Or for me, I went to college, I went to school for marketing and communication, mm-hmm. so I understand the business side of it. Right. For them, they have great ideas, but they don't know how to formulate it. That's where I come in. So Keys Opens Doors, essentially, uh, I bridge the gap. Right. I always connect people. Because you know what's happening you know? behind the curtains. And that's what you. I mean, but you have to educate them. So for me, I'm going to give you game. I'm going to tell you where to re- whatever I tell you, I want you to research it. Don't believe me. Mm. Go research it. Find out if I'm telling you the truth. Because if you told me the same thing, I'm going to go research it. And the goal is you don't have to go to college. If you know how to read, you can make it. That's really the biggest thing. A lot of times people just don't read. So I mean, and some of the best experience you're going to get and knowledge you're going to get mm-hmm. is just in the real world. Oh, and absolutely. I, I'm almost curious to know just how many people within marketing lack real world experience with the communities and individuals that, that they or their companies are targeting. You know what I mean? I think, I think for me, it was a humbling experience living in New York, mm. literally being a fly on the wall, mm. from carrying crates for Kid Capri mm-hmm. to working with other people. Literally, you have to humble yourself. And being a kid from D.C., even when interning at different record labels, you want to rap. First thing you see a black guy, you want to rap. Mm. I don't want to rap. I want your job. So let me ask you this. Uh-huh. You being from D.C., Working in these in these offices in New York, um, what was that experience like for you? And the reason why I ask that question is because you don't have a lot of people. One DC proper is just small, mm-hmm. so the, there's a numbers thing with that in Absolutely. terms of the number of people who are working mm-hmm. within the entertainment industry, lifestyle, whatever the case may be. But you coming from a place where you don't have a lot of people going that route, what was that experience like for you? I think the best thing that I took from it was one thing that I got from D.C. that I truly appreciate and I love about being from home. We have a no nonsense. We don't care where you're from. Everyone in D.C. thinks D.C. is the number one place in the world. Mm -hmm. You ask anybody here, they're like, I don't care about New York. I'm from D.C. I don't care about Chicago. For me, it was more or less as I'm going to keep that mentality of knowing who I was. But I'm going to be relentless. So whatever you say that's going on, I'm going to do it. Everything that I was tasked to do, I just did it. Mm-hmm. And I kept my head down and I learned. So a lot of times now, everyone wants to talk, 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 talk. Yeah. That's why a lot of times you don't, even doing interviews and things, I'm very particular on what interviews I do because I don't want to feel like I'm preaching to you. For me, it's more or less like be humble, learn. And once you get to that point, I'm 36 years old now, so I can give you some of that game. At 22, I was the student. Now people say I'm a teacher and I'm teaching people younger than me, but in all actuality, it's still people I learn from. I talk to Ames all the time. I talk to G. Matt, I learn from you. You never know who I'm going to learn from, but I'm open to that. And I think that's the key to what I, everything I'm doing. Word. Yeah. Like, Chuck, I really, I really respect you because I can tell from our interactions that you've invested in yourself. And that's something that's a trait that I really look for whenever I meet people. So showing you love for that. So I bring this up to say. There's this term that or this term that's been coined called influencer, quote unquote, that's kind of been diluted over the years. I actually consider you as someone because I can tell that you put the work in. How do you feel about the word? You know, and if there is such thing as a true influencer, what what traits do they kind of inhibit? Man, you take you look at my show notes. We just have I just we sync up or some shit like that. All right. So I'm going to answer your question. The biggest influences you will never know. I probably have like less than 3,000 Instagram followers. To some, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. To me, I know people with a million and they're not really an influencer. Mm -hmm. Most of them are trying to get you on hustling you about a product. I'm not selling you on a product. I'm me. I will never be anything else. I'm not tap dancing. I'm not changing who I am. 
I'm going to forever be Charles E. Keys III. I'm the last of a dying breed, literally. I'm the last Charles Keys here. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to always be me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm selling, me. Some people are going to sell you on ab rollers, uh, <laughs> new Gatorade, some type of juice, right. some type of weight loss, Jeez. something. You know what I mean? Flat tummy yeah. tea. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> and, and Simmons is, pedal that shit. Right, but the thing is, I'm not. But at the end of the day, everyone has to do what's good for them. So everyone has their own cross to bear. So for me, that's not really for me. Yeah. I don't want to sell my soul in that way. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, I'm a college kid you myself. Know? So like one of, one of the things that I've taken away from college and marketing classes mm -hmm. is the diffusion of innovation curve, which looks like a bell curve, like which you got your, your test graded mm -hmm. against, right? Mm -hmm. But on the far left, you got like 2.5% of that curve is innovators. And then 13.5% is that is early adopters. So those are the people who do the betas yes. or get the Snapchat you know, lenses before they come out yet for mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. And then you all, all the way on the right, you have the laggers, the people who still got the iPhone but, 4. But let me say this though. Yeah. If you look at my phone, social media is called media bullshit. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> I re I've never done an Instagram story in my life. Word. I've never done. That's it. the name of your. I, that's the name of your folder. My, you keep my folder is media bullshit. Oh, see, my folder is called the setup. And the, oh, and, the and the reason why I say that is I use Instagram because I have to. Yeah. And literally, one of my mentors, I can tell you this. He told me the craziest story one day. He told me you function as if you're an 80 year old white man. Mm. He said you're black. That's your calling card. He said, you're cool. You dress well. He said, I wish I was you. I said, no, I wish I had. I wish I could lay low and just do these things and be dope. He was like, no, that doesn't work in this world. You need to start showing things. Mm -hmm. So if you look on my Instagram, I play the game too. You might like my shoes, but I never talk about them. Mm -hmm. I got to get you to pay attention some kind of way right. because 90% of the people on Instagram are looking at what they think they like. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give you a message just like these commercials and these billboards on buses and all these different things. I play the same game, but different. But the difference is I'm going to give you something in a positive route. Right. So you mentioned a mentor. So I'm assuming that even when it comes to a personal accountability, mm -hmm. you've got a good support system, a good mix of people who hold you accountable absolutely you know as well as just your own self-determination right. you know and just how do you how do you just keep that going knowing that this is all you everything you put out is what you're going to get back to be honest with you my mom is probably the biggest credit my mm. mom will tell you you're not working hard enough why are you upset you have everything so you have those people your mentors that you look up to and of course when you're around your mentors i go to new york to visit them it's game face. You know, you're going to be right. You make sure you're right to meet them. Yes. When I go see my mom, I might see my mom once a week. You can't, you can't hide from your mom what nah, you're feeling. You know? So she's going to tell me always the honest truth. Mm -hmm. But I respect her for that. Why are you down? Why are you this? Why are you that? You need to be focused. You need to keep, stay sharp. You need to be doing this. What are you doing next? She keeps me grounded, but she also is like, I think sometimes with parents, it's great to like encourage you and like, okay, this is great, great, great. But my mom, I love the fact that she tells me when I'm not on my on my on game. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think with her, she's the biggest inspiration I have. And then people like you all, from talking to G and talking to Ames, I did an event earlier this year. Just hearing them say that it was a dope event mm -hmm. to me was great right. because these are the people that matter. You value their opinions and their perspectives on things. It's yeah. all for show. It's all, it's, all, it's like it's the game. I agree. Like everyone's there for the championship game. Who was there from game one to 22? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Most yeah. people don't care. I love those people that were with me from game one to 22. Right. Everyone's coming to the final game because it's the end thing to do. Mm -hmm. 
I need those people who were there in the beginning. Yeah. And that's what I value. I think it's like pushers and pullers, like push pull. Mm-hmm. It's either use Instagram to kind of get validation mm-hmm. or, you know, to measure yourself against someone. And that's the pull method. Or you got people like the people in this room who use this as a tool and a utility to kind of reach and, you know, market the things that they need to do and really be on top of their business. Right, right, right. Well, I want to throw a question out to both you, mm-hmm. Chuck, and Ains. Um, since both of y'all um, do similar things within consulting and what have you, um, what is it? Because what do many companies and entrepreneurs get wrong with branding? Because you hear the words brand and branding all the time. And I just I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't really know what that means and what that entails. It's just a buzzword. So and just in y'all in y'all's professional experiences, what is it that people are getting wrong with, the, with, the, with, with branding? I think the main problem that people don't really understand, it has to be authentic. Mm-hmm. If it's not authentic, it's not going to work. And you can see people that just jump to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and they're trying to find a way I mean, and I get it you're supposed to invest some time and money and you can see what your strategy works or not mm. but if you're starting over consistently mm. or it, it just doesn't look how can I put this you, I see people so uncomfortable yeah. in who they are mm-hmm. so you see them outside and it's just like bro I feel bad for you like that's not what it's supposed to be right. you can tell yeah, you you can tell, and and I think that's what's really happening right now. Nothing's really authentic. It's like my wife got a blog, and I help her build it out in the back end. It looks and and it's really dope. And she, you know, I, I let her do what she does, and I give her her pointers. But then you should see the people that reach out to her. Oh yeah, you should sell this, or you should sell that, and. She shows me the messages. I like respond to this this way. What's the blog about? Um, just lifestyle. Okay. You know her personal being a mother and you know navigating the whole. That People whole really check for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, that, market there, for real. And there's not a really a market for us in the grand scheme of that okay. as well when it comes to like married women. Mm. And so, but the girls trying to get her to sell those kettle teas, whatever she yeah. does, right? And. You know, my wife, you know, she has a marketing degree or whatever. And she's breaking it out to the girl like, nah, like, I'm growing my stuff organically. I don't care about. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, I'm talking about, you know, you know, being a brand ambassador. <laughs> she was just like, yo, it's the same thing. Yes. Right. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people are, it's kind of like a lot of people are winging it. Yeah. So what they're doing is when you, when I go into a meeting, I probably did research for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. You have to. Because, yes, I might have my way of how I want to attack it, but you still, at the end of the day, need to know what is this company's needs. Yeah, what is their you thought need to process? Find, you need to find holes in what they're doing right. from research, and then you have to be able to prove it when you go into those meetings. Know the moves that they're going to make. So a lot of times, people don't really want to do their research, and they go to a meeting, and then they make it hard for guys like me and Ains when we go, because it's like, if we go with all this information and data, and then you go and just walk in, you have us looking crazy because now they're asking us 10 million more questions than they would. And the sad part is when I go in meetings, I play mind games just like the people that have me in the meetings play mind games. Mm-hmm. I go in a meeting with a white T-shirt and I have a lot of tattoos. You know why I do that? Because all they focus on is my white T-shirt and my tattoos. By the end, they love me and they shake my hand. Because they're not expecting They're not expecting me to be able to articulate or formulate these plans. Yes, yeah, framing. But at the end of the day, I use what I have, you know? The thing is, we have to do that. But it, winging it, BSers, people who just in it because it seems cool, like, this is my life. It's not cool. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like a lot I of gotta, ups and downs. You know, I got to pay rent every month. I got to pay bills every month. For some reason, the IRS loves to call me every year <laughs> and tell me what I owe them. Yeah. Pay a lot to them. But at the end of the day, I'm thankful. And I know every year, every day, every month, I'm getting closer to my goal. So you talking about the separation in terms of how you present yourself mm-hmm. and, the, and the impression that you leave in Absolutely. meetings. Taking a step back for people who might be interested in being in your shoes uh-huh. one day, how do you even get the meeting? I mean, to be honest with you, it's relationships. So it's how you treat people. And a lot of people here don't really value relationships. So with me, when I meet you, I genuinely want to meet you. But if you know me very well, if I don't like you, I probably won't even talk to you. See, it's not all about money for me. It has to be a genuine relationship Mm -hmm. built. So for me, some people will work with anybody just for a dollar. Yes. I've turned down money. I've, I've lost money. For people I just didn't want to rock with Mm -hmm. And at times you know sometimes you'll be working For a company and they'll put you together With somebody that's different because then you have To learn to work with that person Mm -hmm. but when It's me I'm very selective of what I Even on my Instagram I'm not Going to promote anything that I don't Believe in Mm. at all Relationships are Key to everything Um, Man I've been Running the streets since I was seven years old Word you know Um I had an OG that was a street guy the rappers rapped about when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really realize who he was at that time, but it was just too cool to be around that. Yeah. Um, but from an early from an early age, I learned relationships are everything. Like, and I think, like Chuck said, people don't really value that, and I think it's something that's super important in this market because it's like I'm from New York, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say a brand reaches out. To, or someone from here reaches out to a brand in New York. Nine out of ten times, if I know someone at that brand, they're gonna call me like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Right. Referral type stuff. Referral. You know? they, trust your, they trust your vision. Yes, but in the grand scheme of things, it's like, yo, this is a regional market. It's mm-hmm. not a national market. They don't generate X amount of dollars here. So if you're not doing right business, and you f that up. You f that up for me and Chuck mm-hmm. because next next quarter they're not gonna want to work with nobody from this area. Not even that. Elsewhere, they're gonna yeah. allocate that funds elsewhere. Yeah, like let's yep. be clear, this was a very big Heineken market for a while. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Is it a Heineken market anymore? I haven't seen a Heineken haven't event here in years. <laughs> exactly, years. It's an interesting case study. That's you know what man, but not but not just say say that one more time because I think a lot of people don't realize like you know. What you do can not only affect you, but also affect potentially affect so many more people. You know what I mean? And it makes it harder for the the the, the locale that you're trying to you know raise up and bring the prominence for them. It makes it harder for them to you know level up. It's like I have two national corporate clients right now, and I got to put the best foot forward because if I jack that up. It's a wrap. Mm-hmm. That's it for a while. That's it for a while. And see, that's key. Yeah. This is Start what I mean. Over. Talking to Ains all the time. We're all about creating something new, not doing what everyone else already did. Mm-hmm. So I could do an event tomorrow, and five other people would do the same exact exact thing that I did. Yes. You made it corny. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish it was a way that you could have it where you can't do the same things as everyone. So, boom, I'm going to tell, tell you how you differentiate yourself. And I tell you this. Um, I told you this after the last event you did. Can I say what it is? Uh-huh. So when you did the Under Armour event right. at Maketo, um, I told you this. And what, it, what you did was you still maintain exclusivity that you find with influencer events, right? And, and, and those like experiential mm-hmm. types of events. But 
you kind of democratized it and made it more accessible. You know, you you made sure that the right people were in the room, but it wasn't the same people that's always in the room. You know what I mean? But and, you, I, and I think you being able to do that and taking a very hands-on approach to cure, basically curating the guest list was key. You know what I mean? But you know why that's important? Because, for one, I grew up uptown D.C. my entire life. I grew up, my father passed away when I was 15 years old. God rested dead. Literally, I have friends of all spectrums. So I have friends that will never have an Instagram. They don't believe in all of that. They don't even talk a lot on the phone. Mm -hmm. But these are my close friends. Then I have people that are doctors. Then I have people that are in politics. Then I have people that I met as I got older. So you need to bring that entire circle together because those are the people that make up the world. People don't want to realize, but even in marketing for retail and all that, street dollars are the dollars that matter. Not the scammer dollars that are getting swiped. The person that actually has money that can come in and buy a product. Yes. So you have to have them there because most of the time when you have these events, the same 150 people are always there. They don't like each other. We mm -hmm. all act like we're cool. Mm -hmm. We say we're going to call each other. We're not because everyone's competing with the next. Yes. The difference is you need... There's a whole different community in Washington, D.C., in New York, in L.A., and all these different places. But my goal was to tap into that. Because at the end of the day, working with certain clients, for instance, if you're working with Uts, let's just say Uts, but then someone else loves Lay's. People may not eat Uts as much. So how can I get people to start talking about Uts again? Mm -hmm. I have to bring that right group, and you have to do your research. When people are having these events... They're just going through their Rolodex and they, they're sending out email blasts. I don't send out email blasts. All, everyone I invited, I personally reached out to myself. Strategically. It's different. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I invited 330 and guess how many came? 326. It's different when you do it that way. Yeah. See, a lot of people here, they don't understand that. It's like that the work ethic that's necessary. You have to put work too. in. You can't start working on event an event Friday and it's Sunday. You need to start working on that three months before. Just putting information out, telling people I'm doing this, this is what's going on. Just giving them enough information so they buy into it. And then you start doing your marketing and your promo. And then things start coming out and you slowly but surely give them more. If you were at that event, you know we had celebrity artists there, but no one knew who was going to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a question. Um, just since we're talking mm -hmm. about this. Um, would both of y'all say... DC creatives are just way too preoccupied with New York and LA. And let me let me let me mm -hmm. let me let me preface that a little bit more. Um not in the sense that too pre preoccupied with knowing okay there are a lot of resources there that you want to you want to have you want to tap into. Um but too preoccupied in that just always comparing itself, comparing DC and saying like oh man like you just do everything here and like f that. Nah, you know, we'll just just always talking about it when on the flip side it's just like it's not necessarily that same conversation going on or even a lot of other cities that I've been to and I've been around creatives people just seem to be focused on just doing dope mm. shit in their town based upon you know what what it is that they did their whole mode and their whole element is you know what I mean mm -hmm. I think DC is a consumer market mm -hmm. meaning everyone comes to DC because they know they can make a lot of money mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people here because they know that they don't want to really give that much attention to quality and being creative because they know I can put out bullshit and people are still going to come. So if you look at 
a lot of stores being opened, a lot of events that's happening, even buildings being built. It's all on fluff. It's it, it was created to give you an illusion of one thing, but it's not really that. That's dangerous. It's dangerous, but we are a consumer market. People here eat it up. So the difference with me, I ask more questions. And because I ask more questions, a lot of times I find things out that I probably didn't really want to know. But at the end of the day, being a consumer market where we are, a lot of people get caught up in the hype. So for me, it's not about the hype. I want to know, if you tell me you are here for the people, what are you actually doing for the people? Just like if I write on my Instagram that I'm here to help people and I'm doing this, if you've never seen me help someone, it's all bullshit. Mm. So at the end of the day, we need to start holding people accountable. Washington, D.C. is not the Washington, D.C. that I grew up in. Mm. But, at the, but what I will say is gentrification is okay, but it happened too fast here. Meaning it happened so fast that it took the culture of the city. Right now, we don't have a culture, so that's why things are being built, and people are trying to create a culture that's already here. It's a divide amongst the city. You have the people, the native Washingtonians, then you may have someone that lived here two or three years that say they're a native Washingtonian. But then you have guys like Ames who actually came in, embraced the culture, and he knows more than someone who's probably lived here 10 years, because you know why? He actually went and touched the people. That's what's going on right now in Washington, D.C. It kinda, it's kind of scary and it hurts me because I look at it as I know how to survive here. But it's a lot of people that live right outside this building that don't know how to survive right now. Right. That's, that's really... <laughs> he pretty much summed it up. Took the words out of nah. <laughs> he, He's right, though, man. There's so many missing gaps. Um, I've been here five years. And I saw the market change much so where it's like Atlanta's going through the same thing right now in different aspects. New York, no one cares. Like, the broad could sit in front of you on the train, drop a bag of the chips, pick it up, eat it again, and everyone's just going to... Here, everyone looks like something. You Desen- know what I'm saying? New York is more desensitized. Don't, yeah, yeah, we don't... I don't care, bro. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care what you do, what you got on. You, could, right. you know what I mean? When I'm out and I see certain things here, everyone just looks like everything I see on the internet some days. Mm. You know what I mean? It's Please not authentic. It's scary. It's scary. So, and, and, and it's like, you know, you, real marketing people, real brand people, real ad people, you know, and I'm, I'm going to read it. I'm going to throw the advertising side of it because that's really, really yeah. what, where that's the engagement re- for real. That's yeah. the real way engagement is, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's what's really driving the conversations. That's where the media buys is going. Like, you do your homework, you understand. Like, I live on the South Side. Yo, my wife is my wife's from here, right? I grew up a kid living in Brooklyn. I used to go to Brooklyn parties, basement parties, all that. I kind of I, I, I told my wife one day we I joke around, but I, I I feel bad for my son. You know what I mean? Because he's local to here, right? He he can't say he's from New York because right. I'm from New York. He's just right. not gonna work for you, fam. I'm gonna tell me that's not gonna happen. But I feel bad for him. It's like is it's go gonna be here for him because that's supposed to be part of his culture. And see, that's what I mean. You know like, what I'm saying? Things that we grew up on. They're no longer here. Like, there's no black hole. No there's black no, hole. There's no, no, there's no what? Uh, 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 <laughs> go down the list. I mean, if you really want to be honest, Gogo is holding on by a dire thread. You know what I mean? Like, Please it's really about. holding on by like a dire thread because people are doing so many different things now. Even if you look at different communities, the same places where these small clubs were, they're Starbucks now. Mm. You know? Yes. They're Whole Foods. Different things dental that offices. Yeah, like shout out to the black hole. Adven- Adventure Dental. So, uh, <laughs> and, 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 you, and you could talk about that. Like, you know, 
I do a lot of work with developers. I, I, yo, that's where the power is. And even when we talk about creatives, like the real bread in the creative side, if you really want to survive in DC, you're either doing government work mm-hmm. or you're doing corporate work. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about developer. Mm-hmm. So if you're really not doing those, if you're not doing those type of work, you're not really getting the you're bag that you say you like are. That. You're not really playing a game that you right. are. Because you don't know where the bag is really coming yeah, from. Yeah, you really don't. You can't even get money Thank in the streets in DC no more. And, and that's and, the thing. And, and, and then we, we could turn around and we could say what Chuck just said. And what's, what's the spot um, right there on ben, Benning Road? Um, the Chateau? It? Chateau. So what you don't know right now is they, this black dude and a couple of developers bought the, the whole backside up. Wow. And they're developing... A unit market type of vibe mm-hmm. over there. That's you know what I mean? They already. Crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and this is the game that you really have to understand. Like, and if you could go online, look right now, and they're already taking investors. Yeah, like, you, you you could drop a stack right now and say, hey. Let me yo, get a little percentage. Let me get a little percentage. Nah, and then and people should, if, people, if, if, if they're in position to do that, they should absolutely do that. I mean, and ownership is definitely the name. Ownership of the game. is key, so but you know what I mean. Strategic ownership. Yeah. When I hear people saying, "Yo, this is what I'm doing to create." How, how how do y'all feel about the term creative? I okay, like I think so, that's more of a cuss word than than influencer. So what I'll say is and we got we got to wrap it up after this. Yeah, so we okay. can go into the last segment. Um, the word people made the word corny. You know, I agree. People made the word corny. I think there are some genuine creatives here. Absolutely. What you do have to learn from being here is you know how you need to know how to play other places. So I play Chicago, L.A., New York, Philadelphia. If you look around, I'm always in those places Mm -hmm. because in order to survive, I have to be able to function in those places where I have relationships with people that I'm really close to that allow me to eat. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Salim. If Salim has a move with Adidas, guess who he's calling I can't do it. I can't do it without my man Chuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If Star's doing something in New York, oh, this is who I want to do the marketing for. Agli, Italy. You know, when you build these relationships with these different people, then you're allowed to eat in other places. Everyone tells me I should move. I love home, but if I leave, will it even look anywhere that I know? will it look anything like I remember it to be? Right. Well, I mean, I, it it doesn't now. So you know. exactly. Before you get into the next segment, I'll just wrap it up by saying I think creatives is too passive. Anybody can be quote unquote creative. I prefer the term creators. Like, yeah. what the fuck mm-hmm. are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. So, random aside, 30 random questions. So, you may or may not get all through through mm-hmm. all 30. We'll see. Everybody's done it okay. so far. So, <laughs> let's I'm going to get through all 30. Okay. I got you. So, we're going to have to do rapid fire I got you. I got you. All right. Boom. First question. What's the flyest thing you've ever done? The flyest thing that I've ever done? Wow. I've done a lot. I think the flyest thing that I've done recently was the Under Armour event. Okay. That was dope. Yeah. Okay. I think that was the flyest thing I've done we recently. We should flex on that. Well, we got... We don't, it's, it's cool. <laughs> so. It's cool. We're doing that episode right. two. Uh, what is, what is, what's the name of the first person you kissed? Do you, do you remember who she is? You remember her name? Tamara Jones. Wow. That's the first time we got a first and last name. Tamara Jones. Okay. He looking right. for you. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're doing well, Tamara. Yeah. We hope you're doing well out there if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, describe life of Kanye West as president. Mm, interesting. Okay, we'll take that. Yeah. I think N- name, name one thing you change about yourself. One thing I would change is I would be more accepting of bullshit. So sometimes I miss out on things because I'm a very no. Some people are scared to talk to me. I'm one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, Fact. but I have a very straight face. Mm. So I can feel the bullshit. So sometimes, a lot of times, I want to negate the bullshit. So I have this face so you won't mess with me. Right. That's a, that's a good thing to have. Real filters, real life yeah. filters. 
If you had to go on a 30-day culture fast, which of these could you give up? Travel, art, fashion, being a foodie, or leisure reading? I could give all of them up, but travel. <laughs> travel? Really? I'm really surprised the you re- said that. The reason why? Because it's 30 days. I'm going to bounce back. Okay. That's <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, you just had a shitty day. What's your comfort food or vice of choice? Wow, do you really want to know? <laughs> I mean, if you want to share. Okay, so to be honest with you, if 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 I really wanted to have a comfort food of some sort, it would probably be Wow. I don't really like profound question. I don't really like sweets. Um maybe a nice chicken and pasta dish, something simple. Okay. You know? All right. Super Mario Carbon. or Sonic the Hedgehog? Mario, Mario. All right, and straight Mario, I think too. It's just one person saying Sonic. Sonic yeah. Okay, all right. Niggas had more Nintendos and Segas. Well, nah, nah. Mario was OG. Yeah. Mario was OG. Yeah. Do you believe the producers of Family Feud secretly want to start a race war? They do. Okay. They do. <laughs> Thank you. I'm. I, 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 Initial I, testing. Right now. <laughs> Pick a superhero. Um. I don't think it's really any superheroes to be honest with you. I'll pick Batman because it was realistic. It's a real man. Yeah, it was a real. This man. why we friends. Because yeah. <laughs> Batman's my superhero. Real man with a bag. <laughs> um, modern medicine or natural remedies? Natural remedies. How old were you when you realized Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy weren't real? When I watched my grandfather go downstairs and put the Nintendo there. Okay. Damn. Name three. Caught him slipping. Name three places in your city to take a first-time visitor. Um. Georgia Avenue Because I'm from uptown So I think you should always Take a trip on Georgia Avenue The whole stretch The whole stretch <laughs> From from Florida, Florida All, all the, the way, way up to Silver Spring We're All the way up Okay On the 70 Okay On the 70 On the 70 On the 70, on the 70. Um, Ben's <laughs> Chili Bowl I'm really not a fan of the food But I love the Ali family right. okay. So it's just culture involved with that And of course You gotta take them to see the bullshit The monument And all that stuff I think Ali just got Honored for something at the uh, African American Civil War Museum. Mm-hmm. I was just there. Um, I can't remember what the exact um, um, plaque was for, but she definitely got honored as she should be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, she's a living legend. Okay, what's the third one? Uh, Ben's, the monument. Which one? Any um, we're not going to the White House right now, so we're going <laughs> to stick at, you know what? Lincoln Memorial. Know what? The Marion Berry statue. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where we're going. Brand That's new. Where we're Brand going. new. That's cool, where cool, we're cool. Going. All right, keep it all the way DC. Mm -hmm. All the way DC. If you were diagnosed with a rare disease and told the only way to live was to exercise five days a week, how long would you last? Forever. I don't want to die. Okay, so you're going to make sure you get up every day. Right. (laughs) Day parties or nightlife? Day parties here are corny, and I don't even want to. We'll say that for the next. Um, Nightlife in another city. Okay. All right. (laughs) I was waiting to hear your response to this Mm -hmm. question. Uh, describe your first air travel experience. First air or international air? First air. Um, I went to Disney World. It was great. I was going to Disney World. Yeah, shout out to Disney World. Yeah, that was that yeah. was that was my second yeah. air travel mm-hmm. experience. Uh, what gives you power? Knowledge. Every time. Name the last amazing album you heard. Wow, it's a lot of bullshit out here. Nipsey Hussle's. Okay, victory. That's line. a good one. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Name the best chicken spot anywhere. Um, it's completely subjective. The best chicken spot anywhere has to be. 
my mom's house. Yeah. I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't. All right. Yeah. That's what my respect that. Yeah. How has your upbringing informed your life choices, good and bad? Wow, my upbringing has influenced my life choices. I have a mom that tells me do whatever you want to do, and she supports it. Mm. But then I have a dad who is extremely materialistic, so I have bad habits. So I'm, I'm, I'm constantly dealing with both. Should I buy these $800 shoes, or should I not do this dumb shit today? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, name the one, best, the one best and the one worst character trait of your generation. Pretenders. The worst trait is there's a lot of pretenders out here. Mm. The best is most people are very ambitious right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You already answered the sweet or savory question. You said you don't really like sweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever solved a Rubik's Cube? Once. What? You are the first smart person we had on the show. How, how many tries did it take before you got it? How, you remember how long you were working at it? It didn't, but I smoked marijuana. Did the so YouTube the day, I think, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. You just went in and before you knew college, it. I in college. I smoked marijuana and it all made sense. <laughs> you know? All right. Oh, okay. We have Jack's approval. This is, this is the one question of, many, of much Mine's contention. Jay-Z's Dynasty intro or Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares intro? Come on, oh, man. You see Jay. His face. Come on, <laughs> Jay. Okay. And I love me. Shout out to me. But Jay, it's Jay Z. Okay. All right. Have you ever suffered from FOMO, fear of missing out? Um, being an individual, I think I fear of missing out on things that I need to be doing for myself, but oh. not in compared to others. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had twenty four hours to live, just think, where would you go? What would you do? Who would you screw? Who would you want to notify? Or would you deny that you're about to die? Um if I had 24 hours to live, I'd go to Monaco again. Mm-hmm. I would take either Sanaya Lathan or wow. I would take Sanaya. This is the thing. Or Everyone Sinaya wants Lathan to do that. Again. You know, Sanaya Lathan can definitely go. Nia Long Nia can Long definitely go. Definitely you know, any of those people could go. Rosario Dawson could go. Mm. Juju Cameron's LX could definitely absolutely go. Juju. You know, man. he's the first person to ask, answer. Forward. He's the, ask, the first um, person to answer the oh, who would you screw question. inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that right now. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could, I could answer that later. All right, and you said you would <laughs> tell your mom, right? Yeah, I would okay. tell you, of course. Okay, okay. All right. Um, independence or integrity? That's hard. That's hard because you strive for both. It's like a challenge. If I had to give one arm to have both, I would do that. Like, I'd give my left arm to have both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Literally. should run for office, bro. You know, I would yeah. give my. Because that's really what I want and strive for. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, I'm I lose because of that. Okay. But I don't feel like I'm losing. So at the end of the day, I'm winning. But I would give my left arm for both. I can't. I can't just pick one. We gotta get this man a city council seat, something like that. Politician man. and thief for the same thing. I'm Amen. Cool. <laughs> where you dodge that question? <laughs> be be rich where you are, or live where you want on your current income. You know what? To be honest with you. Maybe live where I want on my current income. Okay. Yeah. All right. What was your craziest Uber or Lyft experience? Um, my craziest Uber were we were in LA for the Grammys. Me and VJ. Shout out to VJ. Shout out VJ. And we paid two hundred and eighty five dollars to come from Santa Monica because of traffic. It was the wow. dumbest Uber ride we had because we were stuck in traffic. Wow. And then where he was going in LA at the time and where I was going, we literally split two hundred eighty dollars. Eighty-two dollar fee. Well, at least y'all had the money to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow, flex. No you can uh, you can use only you can use only one social media platform for the rest of your life. What is it? I can get rid of all of them. Don't really matter. Fuck it. All right. 
<laughs> but if you grid. had to pick one, um, now Twitter's become kind of corny to me. Mm. Twitter's kind of become, thing. you know, I, I've never used Snapchat. I'm just, I come from an age where you shouldn't put everything out there. So why should I videotape everything about me? That kind of freaks me out. Like I said, I've never done an Instagram story. I probably don't even know how to do an Instagram story because I've never even tried. I just don't want to videotape everything. I come from a place where you don't need to videotape. I respect you that. Know? So what does living my best life mean to you? Living your best life is creating the environment you want to exist in. Meaning, doing cool shit, helping your family, helping others, and helping the culture go forward. That's living my best life for me. True fulfillment. Boom. All right. Another one done. 30, 30 for 30. All right. Mm-hmm. So we have reached the end of the show. Um, Matt, you got any uh, nah, man, I was, uh, closing statements? Thoroughly educated and entertained, man. Thank y'all for coming on the show. This was very dope. Yeah, man. This was, this was a really great conversation. I appreciate y'all coming through. We need you know to bring y'all back, man. Absolutely. Like next month, a couple months down the road. A lot more questions left on the table. Anything? No. Thank you all. Only thing I want to leave with people is just be you. Whoever you are, be you. If you're, the bu- if you're a bus driver, be the best bus driver that you are. I'm going to rock with you. If you're the trash man, be the best at it because you can make millions of dollars. You can own a trash company. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you want to be, just be that. A lot of times people out here now are trying to chase to be something that they're not, mm-hmm. and it looks corny. So I always tell people, it's like, clothes should fit you. You shouldn't fit the clothes. So. Yes. If your clothes look funny on you, that means you're trying too hard. At the end of the day, it should fit you. You know what I mean? So I look at my life in that way. I can't be any other person in Charles Keys. I don't want to be Diddy. I don't want to be Jay. I want to be me. And whatever God decides that that's going to end that, that's what I'm going to be. But a lot of people here are chasing, and that's why we have a lot of corny shit going on right now. It's a lot of pretenders and people with disguises and... That's why I don't really talk to that many people unless you really know me because you got to filter through the bullshit. All right. Ains, anything from you? Thanks for letting me crash. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. My man. Yeah. What's the plan? Yeah. That's good. Um, man, just keep it 100 and stay humble, man. Absolutely. And forgive me for cursing, but this right. was like very important. Nah, you're good. You're you know? good. If you and couldn't I, curse, you would have told you. Yeah, and people I, would curse more. No, you know what it is? I say that because you never know who's going to listen to it, and I don't want someone's parent just to take the curse words and not take the actual information that I was given. Yeah. So don't take that word. Take, take the ambition from it all. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to put a period right there. So That's a wrap. <laughs>